the weather is finally getting warmer. And if you're like me, you might be looking for ways to update your wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune. Enter Quince. I have been a lover of Quince for years. I have trusted them to have me looking effortlessly chic year after year. This spring and summer, I am obsessed with their European linen line. I am going to be living in their tank tops and linen pants all spring and summer. Whether it's blouses and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless 14 karat gold jewelry, whatever you're looking for, Quince has got it. And the best part, all Quince items are 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash BGB for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash BGB to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash BGB. Welcome to the Black Girl Burnout Podcast. This episode is going to talk about how to opt out of the need for closure from others. And I'm going to start by asking you a question. Are you waiting for an apology from someone? Are there people in your lives that have wronged you and you're still waiting for that conversation with them where they apologize and things are right? Maybe it's with a parent. Maybe it's with a friend. It could also be from past romantic partners. One of the biggest keys to healing is learning how to move forward when apologies don't show up and when people do not take accountability for the way that they have treated you. I know there's a time or an experience or a person that this scenario resonates with you. For myself, I have had no shortage of different heartbreaks. Not all of them are romantic either. Some of the most painful breakups in my life have been with friends. Others will tell you that some of the most painful breakups people have ever had have been with family. This podcast is all about opting out of struggle and how burnout happens when we are constantly struggling. And I'm here to tell you that one area that all people struggle in is in the need for closure. When people harm us, we can spend years and years of our lives really trapped in the pain of what they've done. There may be some truly horrible things that others have done to you, but because you haven't had a conversation of closure with them, you don't feel like you can move past it. But here's the good news. Closure can happen just with yourself. So today we're going to talk about how to opt out of the need for closure from others and how to opt into healing and moving past the pain and disappointment that others may have caused you. When we talk about opting out of the need for closure from individuals, it's really twofold. It's emotionally healthy not to stay in a state where we're waiting for someone else to do something. But second of all, 
the need for self-closure on issues is sometimes just practical. What if the person who's wronged you is no longer alive? There's no conversation to be had or they've moved away and you don't have any contact information. There may be times where it's physically not possible to have that conversation. And so learning the tools to develop closure for yourself, closure for one, as I say, it can go a long way in giving you hope. It can release what is holding you back and give you hope to pursue and live a full life that you deserve. If, as I say almost every episode, your inheritance as a black woman is joy and beauty and love and community, holding on to the pain of others and waiting for apologies that aren't going to come will deprive you of all of that. It will make you miss out on your birthright. So how do we do that? How do we move on and give ourselves closure when a person who deserves to give us an apology does not? We're going to talk about three ways to do that today and tools to develop a healing practice around how to have closure for one and how not to wait on others to give you closure. The first thing is to understand that when we are waiting for someone to apologize, acknowledge, remedy a wrong done to us, we are letting go of control. We are disempowered in that dynamic because the outcome of our happiness is entirely on another person whose thoughts, feelings, abilities we cannot control or have any effect on whether they feel the need to apologize or not. And to be clear, closure for one isn't about excusing the terrible or poor or unhealthy behaviors of others. That when bad things happen, it's healthy and necessary to acknowledge who and what the wrongdoing was. And if it was a person that they wronged you, there's nothing wrong with that. But if we pause our lives to wait for someone to say they're sorry, if we feel we cannot heal, for example, our daddy issues unless our daddy apologizes to us, or an ex-partner apologizes to us, if we feel we cannot let go of our anger and resentment to a friend that has betrayed us, we are going to be constantly having some part of our heart in pain. When we talk about closure for one or how to get closure without another person being involved, it really is about taking your control back. Instead of saying, I can't move on unless you give me closure, it really needs to be about what is the emotional healing and internal work we have to do on ourselves to feel better. This means letting go of what other people think about us, It also means developing a practice of self-care and bolstering our self-worth. Really doing the healing work to understand that who we are is enough and that we deserve to be loved and that we weren't deserved to be treated the way we were treated. And that ultimately is the outcome that allows us to say that someone else's feelings about us or someone else's treatment of us does not dictate how we're going to feel about ourselves or does not dictate how how our lives moves forward. 
part of taking back control also means that you get to have the feelings you have and not judge yourself for it. That when people do things wrong to us, it's totally okay to be upset about it. That to cry, to journal, to be okay and not okay at certain times, depending on the level of the betrayal. This may be something that we feel the sting of for a long time. Part of closure isn't avoiding those feelings or avoiding the person or denying that we have those feelings, thinking that it's somehow a weakness that you've hurt me and I'm still sad about it. It is a key to moving forward and taking back control of your life and owning that you felt a way about a situation and you're on a journey to heal yourself with or without that person's input. The second way to develop closure for one is to really adjust your mindset to a space of gratitude and a space of gratitude to particularly to the people in your life that are supportive. We don't always get to pick our family. We may make missteps and pick the wrong friends or the wrong romantic partners. But how often are we thinking about not the ones who disappointed us, but the ones in our life who stayed and who do the work to make us feel good and the healthy relationships we have in our life? Oftentimes when I have felt betrayed in the past by friends or partners, it, it has been the key to healthy healing is for me to think about the people I have in my life right now who are not that way. The friends who have stuck by me and would never think of engaging in betrayal. To really celebrate those friendships and to remind myself that I have this amount of love in my life and I'm so fortunate. To think about partnerships that didn't end terribly or in betrayal. To think about the people in my life who, while may not be my romantic partners, model every day for me what I want in romantic partnership and how they have healed parts of myself that other, in my case, men, have broken and harmed. I surround myself with an emotional support system that is beautiful and rich. And that support system creates such a space of healing that I don't have to wait for an apology that isn't coming. And instead focus on the people in my life who bring me joy, who make me feel safe, and who teach me the right kind of lessons that I want to take with me going forward. Black representation in media really is everything. It is the jumping point in which people can see who they could be. If it wasn't for prominent voices like an Oprah Winfrey on my television screen, I would have never thought to pursue podcasting. Well, if you're looking for the next generation of influential Black voices, you need to look no further than NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of Blackness from NPR. It explores distinct, varied, and most importantly, nuanced Black perspectives. And you're going to hear stories about joy and resilience, empowerment, and how people have created world-shifting things out of struggle. Black perspectives haven't always been centered when we're talking about the story of America, but now 
we are the story. Turn on NPR today and hear the wide range of voices that are as varied and Black as the country we reflect. A story should never be about us without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR wherever you get your podcasts. If the person who betrayed you is a family, if it's deep, deep traumatic betrayal, think about those in your life who have not engaged in that behavior, who have been helpful and caring to you. Cherishing and having a space of gratitude and leaning on that social support system can go a long way to giving you closure. Again, closure isn't necessarily an apology. It is healing the part of your heart that is broken. And any way you get to do that is true closure. The last way to heal parts of yourself and to bring closure for one is by focusing on your purpose. Getting really clear about who you are, what matters to you, where you see your life, focusing on your your birthright, as I keep saying, helps give yourself closure. You cannot have two things at once in your heart and your mind. It just your body don't work that way that well. You cannot focus on where you want to go, the type of person you want to be, what your life's work is, and obsessively think about the people who've betrayed and disappointed you. When you truly are aware of your purpose, if you truly are aware of what the kind of life you want to cultivate is, then every betrayal, every disappointment fades to the background as you move with one step in front of the other toward the life that you deserve. So understanding your purpose, being clear on who you want to be and what rich life you want to cultivate, a byproduct of that is closure. You have to let go to embrace what you deserve. And the only way to do that is by giving yourself closure when others cannot give it to you. So we've talked about three ways to get closure for one. We talked about taking back control over yourself. And part of taking back control is allowing yourself to feel what you feel, have your feelings, but understand that you ultimately are the decider of what closure looks like and what closure is for yourself and that you don't need anybody else to give that to you. The second way is to lean into and have and practice gratitude for the people in your life who have supported you, who have been there for you, who have built a network, who bring you comfort in your life. Cherishing them and focusing on them allows you to let go of those who have not. And finally, we talked about how to follow your purpose, re-evaluating what your purpose is and staying focused on it. You cannot be focused on your purpose and focused on the wrong someone has given you. It's one or the other. And if you're going to do that, we're a movement here of opting out of struggle. And so it's always beneficial to choose the path that's going to bring you joy and beauty, ease, love, and community. So if you are struggling with waiting for an apology that isn't coming from someone, one of the practices that you can start with if you are waiting for an apology that hasn't come is to write a letter to that person. Write a letter where you write out the betrayal 
you say goodbye to them. And again, when you say goodbye, you mean it. You're letting go of the relationship that as it was that you're not looking for necessarily a coming together forgiveness moment, but rather just that you're letting go. You can, once you've written down that letter, you can read it out loud either to your therapist or a trusted friend. You want to read it out loud. And then ultimately what you're going to do with that letter is you are going to delete it, destroy it, and let it go. Writing out a letter can be a very cathartic and powerful practice. Ultimately, it's not about that person. It's about you. And so writing out that letter and sharing it with a therapist or a close friend or just saying it out loud to yourself goes a long way for getting those feelings and that pain out of your body and no longer carrying the weight of the betrayal or the weight of the ways that person didn't show up for you and didn't give you closure. It gives you a sense of freedom and it can also give you a sense of forgiveness that saying goodbye with love, even to people who've done terrible things to us, is all about healing for ourselves. So that's it for today's episode. I hope this was helpful. If it has been, don't forget that this podcast is across all major platforms and to subscribe and rate the podcast, share it with friends. Let me know what you think about how to have closure for one and how to opt out of needing closure from others and opt into getting closure all by yourself. As always, until we speak next, take care of yourself and take care of each other. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.